You are listening to the Body Charge Podcast, and I'm your host, Sandy Sanderson. Welcome to our Body Charge Podcast today, Improving the Body's Electrical Conductivity. I'm thrilled to be interviewing Ravi Sahay, author of the book, My Health is Your Wealth. Ravi lives in San Diego and emigrated to the United States from India in 1971 with a degree in electrical engineering. He earned a master's degree in electrical engineering and another one in business. And he taught economics and math at the University of Phoenix, San Diego campus. Ravi's career took him up the corporate ladder to enjoy great success, but also greater stress. In midlife, his health started to fail. Ravi struggled with several chronic diseases, including heart disease, high blood pressure, skin, gums, sinus, and fatigue problems. After his heart attack in 2003, Ravi enrolled in Dean Ornish's Heart Healthy Program, where Mimi Guarneri, uh, an MD, became his integrative medicine cardiologist. Dr. Guarneri shepherded Ravi to full recovery and wrote the foreword to his book, My Health is Your Wealth, for which he received a scholarly award. Ravi tells a compelling story about overcoming health problems by changing diet and lifestyle and how to reduce our healthcare costs. Ravi is also a guest speaker about health and wellbeing strategies. So welcome, Ravi. Tell us about how you came to write a book about healthy living strategies with an electrical engineering background. That's a, that's a profound question for me, even at this age, at 74. So if you had asked me 40 years ago that I'm going to write a book on health, I would have said, are you, you know, kidding? Are you <laughs> on a different planet? Uh, so that question as an electrical engineer, it is more about I was suffering. And I had these challenges that came midlife. And I came to America as an immigrant and at the age of 23, with all these aspirations and worked for corporations, got uh, two master's degrees, one in electrical and another in business. But the body is of course a very fabulous machine and We are still trying to learn as to how to keep it healthy. How how do you think? uh, Why do you think you had a health crisis or a breakdown in the way your body works? Do you attribute it to certain things that you did or didn't do? What do you think caused it? Was it like excessive stress, not sleeping properly? Uh, What kind of things contributed? I would say not taking care of the body in all all sense, not eating right, not exercising, lot of stress, so not sleeping well, and not to know what to do because the conventional medicine didn't have any cure for all these. Yes, it so was they offered only symptoms that they were trying to attack. Yes, so mostly um, medications to mask the symptoms. So there was um, uh, no 
or not enough um, looking into the causes to fix the causes. It's just like take, take an aspirin sort of <laughs> to cover it up. Uh, yes, that is true. And aspirin, of course, is, is not a bad drug. There are worse ones, uh, as you probably know. <laughs> yes, I was just using an analogy. Um, although some people can't tolerate aspirin. I know my mother, she, she, it, it gave her ulcers at one stage. She has to be very careful with aspirin because of her digestive system. So a lot of people these days are having big problems with their digestive system. And what interests me is, is um, your background as an electrical engineer, and I've always been fascinated in my journey in health, in learning and studying about how the electrical system works, because it seems to me that a lot of problems come energetically. So we, we have a breakdown, things don't work, and the power goes down. We, our, our electrical cellular electrical energy fails to work or it's working at lower levels than normal and so things don't get done we you know your detox system your digestive system um, building new cells um, you know even thinking clearly uh, and being able to repair the body seems to fail when the energetic system um, is intermittent or it's lower than normal so how do you did you find any similarities between how the electrical system of a car or a house works compared to the body itself? Oh, very, very profound, again, question that you're asking. I looked at my body, plus like I own a car and I'm, am I taking care of my body as well as a car? Like, you know, am I, I mean, if you drove a car in 60s, we will check the tires before we ride a car. We'll make sure that the water is okay, then the right kind of gasoline. Once in a while, we'll check whether the spark plug is firing. And if it is not in tune, then we take it to a mechanic. Uh, and of course, you need a good mechanic. Uh, so if you look at the body, uh, the body, of course, as you said, is basically an ecology when, where the energies are being interchanged. And when they are in balance, we are vital and we don't have disease. And that includes both body and mind. So body is like more a mechanical part and mind is subtler energy. And the new research on microbiome, which is probably the biggest discovery that has happened since penicillin, is that gut talks to brain. So there's a gut-brain axis. And that, again, changes the whole paradigm of not only physical health, but mental health. And pills are unfortunate, well, fortunately, Pills are not the answer. The answer is to empower ourselves to take care of our body in both the physical ways, what we eat, and in subtler way, how we think. And what is the role of thought in balancing these energies? Right. So my own journey to, to health when I had my crisis was because I had an electrical energy failure 
in the heart, I had um, uh, very severe heart arrhythmias from excessive stress, and I found it was lack of magnesium. My own journey into um, how my body worked with the electrical system was I found that as um, energy drops and it might be chronic fatigue, um, feeling um, that you can't really get on top of it. Um, I, I found that my electrical energy was very low and, it, and the heart rate went intermittent. It was, had, a, an elect, had a, a glitch where the left ventricle of the heart muscle uh, had an extra blip, which interfered with the main atrium coming down in that pumping system so that that caused the dysrhythmia. And this was all because of an electrolyte imbalance. When magnesium goes very low, the electrolytes aren't working together to create the, so you know calcium is needed to fire, fire the muscles, create that electrical charge, that boost to cause the contraction. And um, when there's um, too much calcium and not enough magnesium, the relaxation phase doesn't happen properly. So we easily get out of rhythm. So this, this happens in all muscles of the body. So calcium contracts, magnesium relaxes. And I found magnesium was a wonderful way to, to restore that electrical balance. And I was already eating healthy organic foods and I didn't smoke. I had a good lifestyle. But I had a lot of stress. So I feel um, the stress is the biggest factor that leads to disease and ill health because you lose a lot of magnesium under stress. It's difficult for the body to recover unless you have enough rest time and you have enough nutrition. And during the rest time, the nutrition is used by the body. You need to have that deep sleep. So how are you going to get deep sleep when you don't have enough magnesium and you can't relax and you feel overstressed? So then the sleep problems cause even more problems and becomes a downward spiral. So, so the electrical system is very, very dependent on the availability of magnesium. And of course, eating a fresh, healthy food diet should give you, you know, if you eat organic foods, um, you, you get plenty of minerals that way. But if you need high end levels of magnesium, sometimes it's difficult to digest that food. Some people don't make enough stomach acid. Um, and as you mentioned, the microbiome, what if your microbiome is out of balance and you don't have enough good digestive bacteria? Um, so many things can go wrong with the system. And when the energy levels go down, you get clogged. The pipes get clogged. So I like, I like to look at the body as, as a, you know, a, a machine. It's a biological machine, really, isn't it? So you have plumbing pipes and you have electrical systems you have communication systems with the nerves. And, you know, we, we need to learn, I think, how to tune ourselves up. We need to learn strategies. And they're all really basic, aren't they? So I, I noticed when I um, listened to some of your other podcasts, you spoke highly of Ayurvedic medicine uh, because it's very naturally focused on all the principles of diet and nutrition. So, so what did you find in your journey of what helped you most to restore your own electrical system and get back on top of your energy levels? Uh, yes, uh, as you mentioned, I wrote my first book, My Health is Your Wealth in 2006. And that was about candida overgrowth and Ayurveda. And then in 2019, I wrote this book, May You Be Healthy, Well-Being on Pennies a Day. 
this book in particular talks about Ayurvedic wisdom uh, of basically through Vedic lifestyle changes. So to, in the book, what I talk about, and this is totally in line with microbiome. But before I get to that, I want to tell you that I had a pacemaker that was installed in 2012. And five years later, it was disabled. So I want to give that credit to the Vedic lifestyle. And what, is, what it is, is that Ayurveda knew about microbiome and it is 5,000 years old. And why do I make that claim? Because the first practice is daily detoxification. And that daily detoxification is purity of body and mind. And there's a Sanskrit word for it called Soch. So for purity of body, they knew where microbiome is. They knew about oral microbiome, they knew about skin microbiome, and of course the gut microbiome is about 70% of these trillions of bacteria. And so the problem starts with the gut and the gut and brain is talking. And when we are stressed, microbiome are stressed too. And we get in imbalance. So in simple words, they are not producing the right amount of electrolytes for you because they are the factory workers, okay? And, and Ayurveda so talks about lifestyle right from daily detoxification, mostly plant-based food, then meditation and stretching, yoga asana. Yes, I, I do sleep. my yoga stretches every night. And, you know, you mentioned meditation. I did the Vipassana meditation course back in 2007, and it was extremely life-changing for me. It, it clears the mind. It enhances creativity. It just helps you get more confidence in everything you do without doubts. You kind of know with more surety about the right path you need to go on. It's a, it's a wonderful practice. Um, yeah, and definitely it's part of a holistic lifestyle approach, isn't it? It all has to come together. Drinking enough water as well, good hydration. So it all comes together in the same package, sunshine, exercise, and unfortunately, with modern lifestyles, we tend to be in front of the computer too long, in front of a screen. You know, we go from the computer to the phone to the TV, and there's screens everywhere all around us. And these have um, positive charges too. So without going outside, you're not discharging that positive charge. Um, so when I say discharge, when you connect with the earth, with your bare feet, or, or, or stone or grass, the earth. Um, takes that positive charge from you and neutralizes it and restores that slightly negative charge, which is very healthy. Um, and it's what we need to help also rebalance our internal pH, which is very important for cells. Absolutely. And grounding, which is, you know, basically in India, people who would go barefoot with a, 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 and the, a walking on grass uh, on a, with a dew, you know, it, uh, it uh, improves your eyesight. Uh, these are the things that are known in Ayurveda, the sun sign, why it is important, why should you wake up in the morning, 
uh, and vitamin D that we are talking about, even in India, people are vitamin D deficient. Uh, but, but, but uh, and the magnesium and calcium and all these minerals that we talk about, uh, we are very much connected. And microbiome is telling us that we are not just, uh, you know, individual, uh, just our own body. We are connected to everything. Yes. Yeah, so when we when we eat fermented foods, for instance, which helps feed our good um, microbiome, um, those bacteria tend to like a little bit more of an alkaline pH. And if we eat the wrong foods that like sugary things, um, high levels of sugar have very strong acidic byproducts. So we create a more acid environment, which kills our good microbiome and creates the ideal environment for pathogens because they like that more acidic environment. So then we open the door to potentially catching diseases, colds, the immune system then has to struggle more and fight more. Um, and so we're not supporting the body that way, but when we support the microbiome and we eat the foods and drink your lemon juice in your water and your apple cider vinegar and your sauerkraut or whatever the other fermented foods are, that really helps the microbiome every day do its job. And very importantly, help to readjust the pH in your body. pH of cells is extremely important for electrical conductivity, um, for the nerves, for the electrical flow, for all the activity of the body. It really needs that slightly negative charge. Uh, yes, and uh, this alkaline food and the pH level that, we, that you talked about, if you're eating mostly plant-based food, it's usually, you know, you're doing well. Ayurveda says about uh, drinking lemon water first thing in the morning. And we are finding that people are having leaky gut and the leaky gut just, you know, uh, poisons the whole body and, and the mind. Yes, because the, the, um, the, what I found in my studies was the mucin lining of the gut wall erodes away when the environment gets too acidic. And the pathogens then that are present can easily pass through the gaps in the junction because it's lost the protective coating of the mucin layer. And then once those toxins get through into the blood, then, you know, you start to feel really bad and you can open the door to disease as well. Um, so what we want to do is um, make sure that the lining of the gut stays in good repair and what helps the mucin layer repair itself as good microbiome. So it always goes around in a circle. We need the microbiome to help us with our pH and we need to keep a good pH to help our microbiome <laughs> around and around. Yes, and the stress is very acidic. It is. The stress creates the, the juices that are very, very acidic. And these things were known to Ayurveda, you know, so they classified people according to their temperament and they looked at what can go in imbalance. And what we have to do is we have to just apply common sense first and we don't have to go to an Ayurvedic physician. We can take charge of our own health. We can, we can. And it's very empowering to know that you can take charge and you can change something in the body i think we we have been taught for too long or under the impression or we assume that things are set in concrete your genes are set in concrete you're a prisoner 
you you can't do anything to change something but that's so wrong we, we can with the right mindset with the meditation with that um, spiritual connection we can get the right guidance and the pathway and we we know we can change we can change anything because we are spiritually very powerful um, and as one thinks so one is and that's a very old biblical saying so everything starts with the mind at the end of the day a body follows doesn't it it follows how we set the mind up so if if we i mean it's a mind body spirit isn't it it goes all the way around it's difficult to talk to someone's mind and get them to calm down if their muscles are twitching and they're very stressed so this is the reason though why why electromagnesium transdermal magnesium is so good because we can address the physical needs of the body you know drink enough water make sure you get the minerals um, massage it into your muscles help calm down do some meditation still the mind and then reprogram yourself reprogram the cells to make the right changes would you say that that's a good recipe <laughs> absolutely uh, and the Modern science is telling us that. It, actually, if you look at microbiome, epigenetics, and adverse childhood experiences study, these are all happening under biology, and modern medicine cannot ignore that. So trauma can change the microbiome. And as you said, we have to reprogram our brain. And mind is very, very powerful. And so how do you get a coach? How do you get a physician who will take you in that direction? And that is the challenge of this new age that we are living in. Yes, it is a big challenge. Um, I think the lesson is that we need to be our own manager and we can't give all our power away to someone else in a white coat. Um, we need to take responsibility i think it's a coming of age for humanity we need to grow up a little bit more and not live anymore in a nanny state where someone does everything for us and tells us what to do next and how we should live we need to be more mindful and make judgments and decisions well this is good and this is not good and what does my body really need and you know how can i manage and um, maintain myself in the best order with optimal health, we, we need to be our own mechanics. That's not to say you shouldn't go to your doctor. Of course, you should, because we don't know everything. No one knows everything. And we, we often need advice. But at the end of the day, we are the ones that take responsibility for what we do. It's not their fault. And it's not... Um, the fault of circumstances. I mean, you see people out there coping very well with the most disastrous circumstances. How do they do it? And why does someone else fall to pieces when something happens and it's really not so bad? It's, it's their attitude and their belief that they have no power in that situation. I think that's the worst thing. Um, once you understand and you know what to do, how to be your own mechanic and service and repair the basics, then you can avoid disasters, you can avoid hospitals, you can avoid, you know, degenerative disease, really. Degenerative disease is, I think, just a product of not knowing how to care for your body well enough. It's about maintenance. 
Uh, absolutely. And again, uh, Sandy, this podcast that you are doing on health and educating people and the amount of information that is now available to, to an empowered patient, let me call it, to become, become healthy is, is amazing. And in economics, which I later taught, in economics, there are mostly negative externalities, but health and education, these are the two positive externalities. What does that mean? When you are healthy, I am better off. When you are educated, I am better off. The rest, you know, I buy a car and pollute the you know, environment. That's a negative externality. So I believe we are, by empowering people, we are going to reduce the healthcare cost, which is exorbitant. It doesn't have solutions for chronic diseases. And food system needs to be changed too. And of course, our thinking and about magnesium in my book, I talk about taking Epsom salt bath, which as you know, is magnesium sulfate and it, uh, it goes through your pores of bodies. It, it reduces aches and, and it is very good. And many cultures have said that. Yes, yes, it, it is. It's always been a traditionally used um, product and very cheap and very abundantly available. However, there are some better forms of magnesium. So magnesium chloride is what we chose because there's a higher level of elemental magnesium in the flakes, 2% um, also of the other sea trace minerals. And it's, it's um, easier on the skin. So when we're talking about transdermal absorption, um, we, the sulfate component can sometimes, if people have sensitive skin, dry it out and make it feel itchy but the chloride version is very soothing and hydrating for the skin. Um, and so we have other products also, which is magnesium cream, magnesium lotion, where we have plant fats, butters, oils, and extracts infused with the magnesium. So you can use it as a daily skin and body care, a massage cream or lotion. Um, and that's very protective for the skin barrier, very healthy, of course, with no chemicals or no artificial ingredients. Um, all we're doing is feeding the body in a different way through the skin where you don't need to digest those um, nutritional components anymore. It can be absorbed straight in and taken to where it's needed. That means that the effects of the magnesium are faster and very relaxing and calming. I thoroughly recommend everyone give each other a, a lovely neck and shoulder massage or a foot rub it's so lovely for family members to be able to do this for one another. It, it's great for the relationship. It's great for health. You can leave your problems outside. You know, when you come home, I think it needs to be a reviving um, environment where you recover from whatever stresses you've been under during the day, whatever battles you've had to fight, you can leave them outside and you can just ah, rest and recover and get better and Tomorrow is another day and you can wake up refreshed and have, have the vitality again to go and face the world again. So I think home needs to be like a temple, a, a very special place where we nurture each other. I think that's a mindset we need to promote more in the home, in the family, um, because we need each other to survive. We're social creatures. Um, and if you're 
in pain or cranky, um, what happens often is we take it out on the people closest to us because they're there. Um, but it's often not fair because, you know, they, they also have issues to deal with. And if we all just take our grumpy feelings out on everyone that, who loves us and who we love, then that's not good for the overall relationships. The relationships are very important for support, for recovery. Um, and also if you're in a toxic relationship and you've investigated ways and it's not working and you know they're not cooperating then you also have to be mindful that that may be wearing down your energy that may be causing excessive stress so so it's about analyzing and diagnosing what elements in your life are causing excessive stress I think that's the most important thing and then work out a plan to fix it because we do have the power we have the power via intention to fix it. So good health is, is actually very simple. And we probably need to teach more of it to our children so that they grow up knowing the right ways much earlier than having to walk down the path of all the mistakes. So I, I thoroughly recommend people read your book. And um, do you have a website people can go to to find you or, or maybe book you in as a speaker to their event or where can people go to connect with you? Uh, yes, um, of course, my books, the two books, uh, May You Be Healthy and My Health Is Your Wealth, they are available on Amazon. Uh, one can go to the author's name, Ravi Sahai. R-A-V-I-S-A-H-A-Y. It's available in paperback as well as Kindle. And there's a website, which is my name, ravisahai.com. And of course, you have introduction to book and all that. But I want to commend that the way you are, you are looking at this health and looking at the stress and relationship and food and detoxification and supplements where we need. I also say that I take a magnesium uh, tablet about 500 milligram and it is uh, good for heart. It is good for bowel movement. And uh, I intend to take it for a long time. Yes, well, I thoroughly recommend you try electromagnesium transdermal products because no digestion is required. So um, definitely if you, you need to have your bowel loosened, uh, or if you're constipated, then it's excellent. Mag oral magnesium is excellent to help liquefy because the magnesium attracts water into the stool to, to loosen everything up. However, when, when that happens, in, at high concentration, the bowel wall cannot absorb all of the magnesium. So it's geared to absorb low concentrations as to what would be in spring water or foods. And they've done this in several studies as they added more and more concentration of magnesium, there was a, a lower level of absorption. So the absorption decreased with the increase in concentration of magnesium. So there's a, a window, in other words, and of opportunity. But if you have high end needs of, let's say, a thousand milligram a day of magnesium, and that would be often if, if you know, people are pregnant or they're athletes 
or there are executives um, working very long hours with high stress or shift workers. Um, so there are many kinds of different kinds of stresses where people push the body extra hard and they will need higher doses of magnesium or, or recovery from injury or trauma. Uh, so to get a thousand milligram a day is virtually impossible or orally. It'll just go out the back end very quickly. Um, but through the skin, it's possible um, by putting some on in the morning and again, some in the evening. I mean, you can use it any time of the day. Um, the skin is a wonderful reservoir. It's a, a, it's a container, like, like a storage tank. So the magnesium and the plant butters are absorbed into the skin because the skin loves lipids, it loves fats, and it sits there. So not only is it good for your skin, but also it sits there in that reservoir and underneath the, the um, epidermis is the dermis with tiny capillaries. Those blood vessels then draw in the magnesium as is needed over time. So of course, magnesium ions can also travel from cell to cell. You don't need the blood vessels, but um, if you massage the muscles or use heat, you can drive that magnesium even deeper into the muscle tissue faster. Um, by increasing that blood circulation. So, so we found wonderful results transdermally where we're not relying on the gut digestion or the ability of the microbiome. Uh, eventually microbiome get the magnesium that goes in through the skin because your body's really clever and it can move that magnesium around anywhere that it is needed. And that's what it does. Um, so, so um, if you have, for instance, if you're a woman and you get PMT and you get a, even endometriosis, something swollen or inflamed and you massage it indirectly, it literally within minutes, you can feel a difference. You can feel the calmness, the relaxation entering the muscle um, and that alleviation of the tension alleviates the pain also. So it's, it's um, and you can never overdose that way because the body is in control. So we're allowing the body to make all the decisions about what it takes up. So there's nothing artificial in the products to push anything in artificially. Um, it's completely up to the body what it takes up because everything is 100% nutritional. Um, and um, you can mix and match different products to get to 1,000 milligram or more a day. Um, everyone is different. We're all different. So I encourage you to, you know, practice to see how you like to use it. Um, also, you mentioned going in the sun to make vitamin D. Did you know that you need magnesium to synthesize the vitamin D and you need cholesterol in the skin, cholesterol sulfate. So the body uses the, the fats to make the cholesterol. And so when you have magnesium cream or lotion inside the epidermis, you have the ingredients with the sunlight to make your vitamin D and as well to hold the hydration and to protect the skin better as well. So it's wonderful. I put my magnesium cream on before I go out in the sun. Um, it's not a sun block, but it does help to protect the skin via moisturization and, and recovery. So, um, and you can make the vitamin D. Um, you, all we're doing is feeding the body the right way. So um, I encourage you to have a look at our website, electromagnesium.com.au. I'll send you the link as well. And um, I'm so happy that you came um, onto the Body Charge podcast. 
um, and your book sounds absolutely fantastic. And I wish you all the best in um, your future endeavors and maybe some more books coming up. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I personally think that now it is just empowering people to take charge of their health is what's the most important message. And you are giving that. And prebiotic and probiotics, these are the two things that we have to keep in mind when we are trying to feed the microbiome. Because as you said, it takes time, but they will do the job for you. They will produce the right chemicals in the right amount, but we have to get there with right lifestyle. Yes. And I hope my book, May You Be Healthy, will provide some other tips, including how to make kefir yourself. And it's so simple to do. Oh, uh, I love on kefir. Page 120 and 121. It's very, very simple. And you can make your own kefir. And you can, the starter, you can bequeath it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so simple. <laughs> yes, so, so lots of fermented products naturally made at home. And it, it's also cheaper. You know, the more you cook fresh um, from scratch at home, um, the more nutrition you get at a lower price. Um, and, you know, you don't need to eat instant noodles. If you're on a low budget, you can make soup. Soup is very cheap, even with chicken carcasses and seasonal vegetables that are on special. Um, you, you don't need to be on a, on a, a big budget to, to eat well and healthy. Um, you can do it on a low budget. In fact, I'd like to see more books out there from chefs about how to eat well on a low budget. People need it more these days, don't they? <laughs> in my book, there are some recipes and uh, spices which uh, came from India. They are very anti-inflammatory and how to use it with right flavoring. You mentioned yes. soup. You can garnish it very well and uh, your soup will turn out different yes. and, uh, and anti-inflammatory. Yes, and all the turmeric. My favorite is the golden milk. I love, I love the, um, the turmeric latte, the golden yes. milk. Yes. Yes, I take golden warming. milk every night. Very warm. Very soothing. <laughs> yeah, very good for the microbiome. I can almost feel like like my little critters are just saying, <laughs> yes, please give me more. <laughs> Absolutely. They are our pets. Yes. And we need to take care of them. Yes, give them love. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we can love others. <laughs> that's the way. What goes around comes around. I think that's a good lesson in, in the theme of your book that we help each other. It creates a win-win. Everybody wins when everyone is healthy. We are a community, really. It's not about um, someone has more than someone else um, and we're locked into that system. We can make a better life. We can make a better body. We can create the life that we want if we have the right mindset, the right intention, and helping others um, do the same thing is very enriching. So we we support each other in a way, and and that helps us get to the goal faster um, and in a more enjoyable way. And we end up being happier at the end of the day. Isn't that good? Yeah, the the public health that work that you are doing uh, a slogan I have: build immunity and build community. 
Beautiful. We have to build our immunity by taking care of microbiome. And we have to build community to take care of our microbiome. Yes, that's the way. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I really, really enjoyed this interview. And um, all the best, Ravi. Likewise. Thank you. Okay. All the best to you. Bye-bye. The goal of the Body Charge podcast is to bring you empowering healthy lifestyle tips and information about how magnesium can help to alleviate stress and deficiency symptoms. More than ever before, we all need to be mindful of how to strengthen, support and defend our body and mind for a more rewarding and joyful life. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share with others. If you wish to be notified of new Body Charge podcasts, you can subscribe at wherever you get your podcasts. To be notified of new blogs and product special offers, please subscribe to our newsletters at electromagnesium.com.au.